When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Pirates Podcast to be named later. I am your host, Eddie Provident. With me is the all-knowing, all-seeing, back in Pittsburgh, Alex Stumpf. Alex, how's it going this week, man? Week two of the Eddie and Alex show. Alex and Eddie show. I'll put your name first. Alex and Eddie show. Yeah, alphabetical order here, man. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We got to get it right. (laughs) We're not going age before beauty, so we won't put my name first. And then... (laughs) It it goes by how much hair is on your head and... Beard not counting. <laughs> Beard not included. No. How's it going, man? You're back in Pittsburgh for a few days. We got uh, Chris Halleck down in Bradenton covering the Pirates right now. You get a little time off. What's that like, time off? Uh, it's nice. It's nice. I mean, it's. I mean, it, no one in Pittsburgh wants to hear anyone complain about, you know, being in Florida weather, <laughs> you know, and, and getting sunburns in February. But it's it's nice to come up for a couple days, get to see the family again, re, you know, get to see the cat who doesn't know why I abandoned him for a couple weeks at a time. <laughs> you know, it's it's nice to just get those kind of breathers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just because you left Bradenton doesn't mean that there's not news and things happening in Bradenton. Uh, the Pirates are active down there uh i want to talk about andy rodriguez we'll hold that for later on in the show uh you wanted to talk about pitchers uh in particular jarlin garcia and his uh his injury looks like he's going to be held out for a few weeks uh he had some uh some imaging done on that elbow it doesn't look like there's any uh anything to be too too alarmed about but they're going to hold him out a few weeks uh what do you know about that what's the you know, that's a left-handed pitcher that now they're going to be down for a few weeks. Uh, What's that going to look like for the team, man? Yeah. I mean, it's not just losing a left-handed pitcher. It's losing the left-handed pitcher out of this bullpen right now, because he, Harleen Garcia was brought in to be that lefty guy you go to. And they actually gave like a, they put a one-year club option at the end of it. They saw him as someone that, you know, could be part of future teams on top of this. They, they really didn't put too many eggs into one free agent basket, but as far as like lefty relievers go, they came into the off season with that on the checklist. They got someone and he's not gripping a baseball right now, or as of at least since Wednesday, whenever uh, Todd Tomzik, the medical director uh, gave the update. I, I haven't been there, obviously, to get anything further beyond that update, but it's been a couple days. I think we would have heard something. And, and not listen, gripping a baseball is a pretty I, I was just strong say indicator. That. If, I, uh, oh, this guy's not going to be ready for opening day. This is not going to be one of those back in my heyday kind of stories, but I did pitch in high school. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I was any good. 
that's why I'm sitting here talking to you on this podcast. Uh, one of the many reasons why. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as a former pitcher, if you can't grip the baseball, it it's kind of hard to throw the baseball. Uh, there's my expert analysis for this for the, for this episode. <laughs> Boom. Boom. This is why you come here. But it, it, I'm building off a little bit here. Harley and Garcia was brought in to be the main lefty, but these words were never explicitly stated. And it always would come down to, they wanted competition in that bullpen. Mm -hmm. But every sign I got indicated they wanted another lefty in that bullpen. And they took a one in the rule five draft in Jose Hernandez they signed a couple guys to minor league free agent deals. Daniel Zamora and hell uh, Perdomo, uh, Rob Sistrinsney. And look, we've, I've talked enough about like competition and everything and how this roster is actually to the point that there can be some genuine competition. I want to know, is there enough uh, competition here to, that there can be two lefties still in that opening day bullpen because I like what I've seen from Jose Hernandez. Mm -hmm. He's real five guy, obviously very raw. There's a lot of development and room for growth, but the guy pitches fearlessly. Like he's like, look, I'm throwing 98 here. I'm just going to challenge you. We're going to see how this goes out. And I don't know if that's going to turn, if he's going to turn out to be this great major league pitcher, but I love the approach. I love the gumption. And, and that, <laughs> that approach seems to work better for relievers anyways. I mean, you look yes. at guys like, and again, I'm not comparing here. I'm just saying that that mindset is the Billy Wagner mindset. It's the Araldis Chapman mindset where I'm going to, I don't have much, but what I do have is a flamethrower of an arm. Here it is. You know it's coming. All 30,000, 40,000 people in the stadium know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Good luck trying to hit it. I personally like that kind of pitcher who has that, you know, the guts to just say, you know what? This is my stuff. I'm going to go at you with it. I, I like those styles personally. Yeah. And look, back at Park City, there was no one who was more heavily monitored by front office people and coaches than Jose Hernandez. And for the most part, he's looked pretty good in games so far. If Garcia's down, I, I think he's got a pretty decent shot of making that opening day team. But I don't think you can go with him as the only lefty in this bullpen. Yeah, so I agree with you, that. Who do you go with? Do you go with Perdomo, who gets this insane amount of run on his fastball but has command issues? And hasn't really done a whole lot in the majors. Zamora, Zestrinsky, uh, like it, it's. It, I, and I go to Caleb Smith, who would be the logical choice here. But there are two things that are really I, why I have hangups here. Mm-hmm. The first is Caleb Smith said he was brought in to be a starter, to compete for a chance as a starter. We haven't really seen him used like that in a game. I was going to say that I feel like that's a whole different discussion topic. (laughs) Yeah, like we haven't seen him used like that in a game. I don't know if that's something that's being seriously considered at this point beyond, you know, maybe wanting someone who could go a couple innings, be depth. But if he's being brought on as a single winning reliever after being told, hey, you can get an opportunity to start and he never gets an opportunity or even a look to start. I I don't know how that's going to turn out. The second and the more pressing one 
is, oh my God, does Oscar Marine and this pitching staff just want this, or this pitching team just want the staff to throw more strikes? Because I, I wrote, last story I wrote in Bradenton was the bulletin board material. And it's something I wish I would have, you know, spotted and had like another day or so to write. But, you know, you're leaving Florida. You got to get your story up there. Don't want to hold on to that for a week. <laughs> so you throw that out there. But like the presentations that they've had, the messaging that they had, the fact that they are showing everyone's strike percentage they are really emphasizing this and it's something caleb smith was not good at last year and and here's you the other pitchers <laughs> threw in the zone less often than him and in this year where they are absolutely preaching the the testament and it's throw strikes damn it if your lefties out of the bullpen are a rule five pick and a guy who doesn't throw strikes that often, are you in a better spot than if you're just going with the rule five guy or, or whatever. And, and on top of that, Alex, the last time that this team was good, those, the three year playoff run. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I remember being preached by Searage was throw strikes, pitch to contact. Yep. And they had a defensive team that could handle that and could do that. And I see, you know, we I know we talked about, you know, O'Neill Cruz and what he could be defensively. And, you know, maybe some of the warts that he may have defensively. We talked about that last week. But Alex, I, I gotta say, like when you look at look at this infield and you look at this defensive team, I, I think that they have the chance to be a decent defensive baseball team that can handle pitchers who throw strikes and pitch to contact. I'm not going to say they're going to be the best defensive team in the, in, in the major leagues, but I think that they could handle that kind of situation. And that's why I'm with you. I don't know that I would go with somebody who doesn't throw strikes as often as we would like to see personally. Like I said earlier, I like the pitchers that, you know, will come after you and just, you know, and, beat the strike zone, beat the strike zone, beat the strike zone. I, that's the kind of pitcher that I like personally. And I think that that's the kind of pitcher that, that this organization is looking for. And I, you know, I would rather go with guys like that than someone like a, you know, you said Caleb Smith, who, who doesn't do that per, you know, that's just my, again, my two cents. I took a peek here while you're doing that at, at the actual chart. Okay. Of what they put on the bulletin board. And he is 24th out of 31 pitchers in strike percentage. Is that good? No, that's pretty bad. <laughs> like all of these guys below him are prospects, you know, minor leaguers still figuring it out. Uh, and then two guys, Will Crow and Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a, that's a, again, they, it's they, a hard are preaching, sell. they are preaching one thing that I, <laughs> the one thing I have heard, this isn't from Oscar, but just hearing from other people that absolutely drives Oscar Marine up a damn wall are walks. That, that is the, that is the ultimate kryptonite. That is the, what will drive him crazy. And it's why year four, you got better this is the best best pitching group he's had here. 
and it's why he's preaching. Just throw strikes, damn it. We, we've seen like the, the, the Rays and how they fix the control problems for so many of these pitchers by just saying, throw something good down the middle or what you think down the middle is going to be. It's going to move and it won't be down the middle. And if they hit it, who cares? Like, so just being around this team so far this spring, knowing what they brought in, and let's fast forward to when Harlan Garcia is healthy. Okay, let, let's let's assume that this isn't anything major. And let's fast forward to when he is available for this baseball team. Before we go to a break, where does Alex Stump see this Pirates pitching staff? Top to bottom, starters, relievers. Where do you see them uh, in comparison to last season? Do you see them being a huge upgrade, a minimal upgrade, no upgrade at all? You said they're better, so I won't even bring up, uh, you know, backtracking. Where do you see this this bullpen and this, uh, and even the starters? Where do you see this pitching staff? I think I think it is a lot better. Like it's genuinely better. They added a couple guys. I think Vince Velasquez is. I'm keeping my eye on him. I think he could be another reclamation project here. Mm-hmm. Rich Hill is suitable. We saw big steps out of Mitch Keller last year. There are a lot of prospects coming up. I, I look at this team that has some actual competition for spots and aren't just going to be going to waiver wires You know, every damn time they need a, a new reliever. It's an overall much better group. The lefty reliever portion of it, though, th- this looks oddly vacant. And for a team that last year we saw what happens whenever a couple injuries stack on top of each other and how quickly things go down to Eric Stout pitching the seventh inning of a one-run game, Like it, how quickly things can unravel. Adding another arm would have been beneficial, and it's not lost that someone like Brad Hand signs for 3 or $4 million with the Rockies like a day or two before Garcia's injury, and you're like, oh, man, that – that would have been a nice fallback plan if they could have gotten someone like that. Well, what I'm going to go with is that first half of your answer. They're a much improved pitching staff. And I'm going to say Alex Stump is out here selling hope to the Pittsburgh Pirates fans and the listeners of the podcast to be named later. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the catchers because there is someone who I've said earlier, but someone on this roster catching my eye, and I want to know what you think about this individual who is named Andy Rodriguez. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to the Pirates podcast to be named later. Last week, we found out that I cannot do impressions of anybody. This week, during the break, we found out that Alex cannot do impressions of anybody, and in particular, Elton John. (laughs) I will spare you guys asking him to recreate what he was just doing at the break for me, and instead, I will bring up Andy Rodriguez. Alex, Andy Rodriguez right now. I'm going to pull up some stats here. While he only has one RBI this spring, 
He has 14 at bats, and in those 14 at bats, he's batting 357 with a 928 OPS. Is this something? Now, I know you brought up to me uh, before the show, but when we were talking and figuring out what we were going to discuss, you brought up this is what he does. This is what he. This is what he did last year. This is this is Andy Rodriguez. Uh, I'm excited that we're seeing it during spring, and I realize there's a lot of caveats with spring. But I like what I'm seeing from Andy Rodriguez. And I got to ask the question, even though I know the answer, everybody listening knows the answer. Why won't they just bring this guy up? He's 22. He's going to be 23 in May. And I feel like some an infusion of youth keeps that rolling. They did it last year at, towards the end of the season. I get all the stuff about contract situations and everything and service time and blah, da, 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 da. The kid can play, man. The kid can hit the ball. He's a good catch. Get, tell, give me something to hang my hat on with Andy Rodriguez in this organization, please. All right. I'm going to both sides this pretty hard here. Okay. I'm, we're even going to look past the contract stuff here, which is definitely part of the equation. Andy Rodriguez has more developing to do as a baseball player. Could he do that development at the major league level? I'm going to finish his thought. Okay. He, he, he All has, right. Finish your thought. He has more development to have as a, as a baseball player. I see some of those stages. They could do it at AAA if they so chose. He only got a little, he only got a couple reps in AAA. There's some room to grow still as a player. I could see him growing still in AAA. That said, that said, I think this guy is major league ready. That is my own personal opinion. I am not a scout. I am not anything, but I just see the way that he goes about his routine, the way he goes about his at-bats, the way that he builds relationships with pitchers, the way that he builds relationships with other catchers. I just see all that and I see someone that if he was going to be on the major league roster opening day, which he won't, he won't, but if he was, he has a perfect type of guy to learn from in, in Austin Hedges. He's in a low pressure-ish environment, as low pressure as it could be for a young rookie making his jump to the major leagues. There could be other playing opportunities outside of catcher, which is something that he is probably always going to have to do. It's not that bad a situation. And he could grow in the major league level. And yes, let's not kid ourselves. Andy Rodriguez today would be a better, would produce more war, more RBIs, more hits, whatever you want to evaluate a player than a Tyler Heineman or a Kevin Plowecki or a Jason DeLay. Those three guys are all fine catchers. They could all be a fine major league backup. They are not better than Andy Rodriguez, and would, I am not going to hear anyone pretend that they are. Would, okay, here's, here's my question to you. Derek Shelton gets fired tomorrow. The Pirates call you up, and they offer you the manager's position. Okay? Uh, this is a Ben thing. Too. All a, right. lot, a lot of it's about I, Charrington and the I, I understand thing. that. Okay, so then they fire Ben Charrington and they hire me as the general manager. Jeez, okay? we're running this. We're crashing right. it. We're running this team. 
into the ground. And I tell you, Andy Rodriguez is going to be on the roster on Good Friday when A.J. Burnett throws out that first pitch to Russell Martin. He's on that roster. You deal with it. Do you start him opening day over Austin Hedges? Look, you, you could say yes, technically you do, but Austin Hedges also was the veteran free agent who was told you would be the starter. It, 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 it. Is he a better baseball player right now on March 10th at 1119, the time we record this episode? Is Andy Rodriguez a better baseball player than Austin Hedges? Yes, but Austin Hedges makes the Major League staff better right now. Austin Hedges makes those other 13 players. Your hedge is your bet. Kind of. And and look, there's the other angle of it of Austin Hedges was signed to be a starter. The Pirates need to show free agents. That's what Vince Velasquez is. Vince Velasquez signed and they're like, you're going to get a chance to start. You're going to get an opportunity to start knowing that if Vince Velasquez clicks again. They could go next year and be like, "Hey, you want to do what Velasquez did? You want to do what Quintana did? What Tyler Anderson did? Those guys all made a buttload of money. I'm, Come here for I'm one gonna year. Do, I'm going to do what every Pittsburgh Pirates fan hates when somebody on a TV show or a podcast or a radio show does. All right, you you're just so you know, your co-host is about to lose all of his credibility with the Pittsburgh Pirate fans that listen to his show. You ready for this His show? Damn <laughs> your show, your show. You're, yeah, I was you're gonna, gonna say two no, episodes no, in. Damn. No, 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 no. This isn't. This isn't. Never mind. I'll, I'm gonna just keep going with this thought. Did the Steelers bring in Mitch Trubisky and pay him starter money as a free agent? Define starter money. Did they bring him in to be the starter of that football team when they yes. signed him? Yes. Did he finish the season as the starter? No. Okay. Okay. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. The better player won the job. Yes. And this is, this is the thing that drives me nuts about this organization, the pirates. And now I'm going to go back to the pirates. They have players that are better baseball players than baseball players on their roster. Their, their big league roster. There are players in that system that are better players. And I would argue that their development would go faster and probably be better at the big league level because of what you just said earlier. There's not a lot of pressure on these guys. They don't have to come in and win right away. They don't No one is. Ex, no one in this city is expecting them to be an 80 win baseball team. So why not bring these young guys up and give them big league, big league at bats? Why not let Andy Rodriguez learn how to handle a big league roster right now? Let him, let him handle a pitching staff right now. Well, I mean, again, both sides. I'll, I'll both sides here. Being I don't want both sides. I, I, want, I am being I want, objective, Eddie <laughs> Edward. <laughs> It's, 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 there's development to be done. That development could come in AAA. And look, I'm not going to pretend that the contract situation and Andy maybe making more money in 2029 is not a factor in all of this. Like, let's, let's be real here. If they weren't going to bring up O'Neill Cruz for the opening day team last year, Andy has zero shot. Will you quit looking at this as reality? The next prospect 
that has a chance that looks ready Major League opening day won't get it, and it's going to be that way every single time okay. until the system is broken. All right, we're gonna we're gonna kind of shift this conversation because I think you and I could like strangle each other over this for the next twenty minutes. Oh, okay, but Mitch Trubisky, what what you said there? Yeah, go ahead, quick, because I got another question for you. But okay. go ahead, Trubisky. We found out that Kenny Pickett was the better fit for the job, but Trubitsky got his opportunity. If he was playing well, Listen, Pickett would have stayed on the bench. And you true. can't get, I'll give you, you that. Andy Rodriguez probably creation. throws a, Listen, Andy Rodriguez probably throws a better football than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. The point is, you could give someone an opportunity. You can't guarantee them the week 17, the okay. week 18 job. So, all right, so then here's my next question to you. This is, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Um what does Andy Rodriguez's success do for Henry Davis? It's a good question because Andy Andy was probably if Henry Davis was not in the organization, I still believe Andy Rodriguez would be playing first base. He would still be playing corner outfield. He would not be only a catcher. Because okay. A it's tools that he had in his, you know, back pocket, something that could be developed. And B, he's a bit on the smaller side, and you don't know if he's going to be able to catch 120 games, 110 games, 100 games over the course of the season. So that's all part of the equation there. Henry Davis definitely has more of the catcher's build. Rodriguez is the better receiver. Davis has the stronger arm. You figure out which, you know, guy goes with there. Like, they both have pros and cons as defensive catchers. Mm Mm-hmm. They're both being developed as catchers. And Henry Davis, one of the coolest, you know, <laughs> interview moments I had this year, this spring was uh, I, I looked at his locker and I, I only saw the catcher's mitt. And I'm like, one glove? And he's like, one glove. That's the plan. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty clear way of saying what your intentions are. He's probably going to have to play some first base or something. Yeah. To and I don't think as much. I think... As of right now, March 2023, I would say if both Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez were in the major leagues, Henry would catch four or four out of those seven games in a week. You said Henry would? Henry would. Okay. I couldn't then, tell if you said Henry and or Andy. he would take a day off or two and DH or play first base the other day. I don't mind that. Honestly, I, I don't mind yeah. that situation. I think that would be a great situation. Th- I, that's I'm what cool you want. That. You yeah. want, if you could have two bona fide, good, young, top 100 catching prospects, every team would love that. Yeah. I, hey, I agree with you, man. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we've got one more segment for you. I've got a question that Alex has no idea about. All right. I've got a question that I have no idea about. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast to be named later. I'm Eddie Provident. With me is Alex Stump himself, the wizard of Pirates Twitter. I uh, just came up with that one. I don't know why, but that works for me. That's your new nickname. The wizard of Pirates Twitter. <laughs> that is your new nickname. What horrible let, let, the, let the North Shore Nine know, guys know that's his new nickname right there. Thanks. All right. 
Wizard of Pirates Twitter. This season, do the Pittsburgh Pirates have over or under two and a half All-Stars on their roster? Under. Under. Really? I as as of right now, I see That was five. a quick un- that was a quick under too. Yeah. I see five people who have some sort of chance of an all-star appearance for this team. Okay. They are I'll even be generous and make it six here. Okay. They are Mitch Keller and Rwanzi Contreras. Okay. They are David Bennar and uh, Colin Holderman. Okay. And they're Brian Reynolds and Key Brian Hayes. There's a name on that list, or the, there's a name missing from that list. Who am I missing? O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Okay. That's seven, a, that's a seven, big seven. name missing. Seven. Okay. So Cruz, Cruz also. You're right. I was See, looking that, a little more established here, and Roe is the one who came on late yeah. last second. So, six, but yeah, so yeah, that, definitely Cruz is the seventh. But I'm still taking the under because a so not you a got lot seven of, potentials and only two, one or two guys. Yes. Is, now, okay, is that more to do with the Pirates' reputation as a baseball team, or is that more in like just voters not really paying much attention to the Pirates, or is that do you think that's performance based? I think it's. I mean, it'll be a little calm, a calm B, but look, they they aren't going to vote in two or three people that way, so that takes out one avenue, and these rosters are thirty two ish. 33-ish, which it, it whatever the n- line is, it comes down to like every team sending two point whatever representatives. And I just don't see the Pirates sending three whenever – this is a team that's most likely going to still be below 500 this year. They are still in the – they're taking a step forward in the rebuild, but they are still very much in the rebuild, so much so that O'Neill Cruz, who I I, I – Really missed him there. Like, yeah, he probably has. Just I'm just happy that my Reynolds and I'm just happy Bender. right now that my mispronunciation of Harlan Garcia's name is now not the biggest flub of this yes, episode. Yeah, I, 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 I feel I, a lot better about that right now. I screwed that one up. <laughs> I screwed that up. I, I don't gonna, know how I miss. I don't know how I, I miss Cruz because I think he's. I legitimately think he could do thirty thirty this year. Yeah. I look. I'm gonna say that they're gonna have three. You're going to okay, say, it, it, wow. I think O'Neill Cruz is a lock. Okay. All right. I think he is a 30-30 guy. And I think that he, I think he is the young superstar of Major League Baseball this year. Okay. that So I think Cruz is in. I think, and I also think that Major League Baseball, if he does what I think and what a lot of Pittsburgh thinks that he can do, I think that Major League Baseball is going to want him there. So I say there's your there's your one. I say that one of key Brian Hayes or Brian Reynolds gets in. I think one of them two are going to have a really good season. I lean towards key Brian Hayes. Uh, your you know your reporting on how he's changing his approach at the plate, what he's done with his body, and the fact that I. I don't care about Arenado. He is the best third baseman in that in the National League defensively. Yeah. Argue with a wall. 
So I lean towards out of the two of them, Key Brian Hayes. And I just think Bednar is going to keep being Bednar. I, I don't see him taking a step back. And I think they get a bullpen guy in there too. So I think I think it's three. I I have uh, I, I'm, I'm the most boring pick you could have Bednar and Reynolds. Like yeah, one, I, or, that, one or both of them. Like it's yeah. And but here's so this is what's encouraging though. And we can end you know we'll end on a on a high note. This is the first time since the playoff runs that I could legitimately say that we can have this conversation, that they're not just getting the token all-star guy. You know, I I really do think that this team, I don't think this team is going to have a winning record this year. I've already talked, you know, with my dad and some friends of mine. I think they're going to be about a 75 win baseball team, 70, 75 wins. But it's exciting for me to to know that there's an outside chance maybe it's that one percent chance that if everything clicks and the stars align you know you've got a mitch keller you've got key brian hayes brian reynolds o'neill cruz uh bed jared bednar you know you've got guys on this roster rodolfo castro um Royanzi contreras that can legitimately play some ball and put your team in situations to win. And they might be able to take some teams by, by surprise. And and that's, what's exciting about this team is, and that's why I get so upset. You know, last segment about the whole Andy Rodriguez conversation is I just look at this roster and the talent that it has and think, man, if they had another guy, you know, they had that Andy Rodriguez up there that can, can provide that, you know, above average, thing that it factor you know like that just extra little sauce on top i mean this is this isn't a terrible roster man like that that's what's i guess that's why i get so frustrated about it because it's not a terrible roster this is actually a talented baseball team that just needs to learn how to win now and and maybe you know work some kinks out and get lucky in a couple spots all fair under under two and a half over two and a half all right. You owe, you owe me a steak dinner. I'll get you a steak on a stone if there are three all-stars I get to cover all year. Oh, that you heard it, everybody. You heard it. Mike, you heard from, it. From the North Shore Tavern or Mike Gambar. <laughs> everyone thank you so much for listening we appreciate you uh for everybody at dk pittsburgh sports for alex stump for myself eddie provident uh we will catch you next week and uh we will keep catching you every week after that until the pittsburgh pirates have three all-stars in the all-star game (laughs) have a good week everyone we'll see you later